welcome to FinTech's DEI Discussions podcast series. We are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges, and walk the talk for change across the entire financial technology industry. Today, we have an EWPN special focusing on ESG and specifically disability awareness across the financial services space and beyond. And we are joined by Joanne Duar, seasoned CEO, payments leader, fintech ambassador and diversity champion, and Chris Foster, founder of OpenBook Disability Awareness. They are here to share how they walk the talk for inclusion in our sector and what more they want done. The European Women's Payment Network is an organization that helps the entire fintech industry to thrive through inclusivity. So welcome to the both of you. It's great to have you here and in the Harrington Star offices as well. What an important conversation to be having. Before we dive into it, I wanted to have you both briefly introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit more about what you do. Joe. Brilliant. So, as you know, I've enjoyed great privilege leading a fantastic team of people and achieved a, an exit 18 months ago. And what I've been doing generally is using my skills, experience and network to be able to support and champion and showcase other underrepresented founders and CEOs. And that comes in multiple forms, whether it's mentoring, judging, supporting accelerator programs. But that's all in the belief that over time we can see a broader representation of what good looks like. Mm, absolutely. And Chris? So my name is Chris Foster. I am the Office Engagement Assistant at Thread. I also have an organisation called OpenBook. OpenBook is a platform that celebrates and champions disability inclusion. It's nearly two years ago now, wow. We kind of started just on an Instagram account and to think two years later now we've run and done two campaigns with Nike and JD Sports. It's been a, a monumental movement and just super excited to see where we're going. Mm. And congratulations. It's great to hear from the both of you with everything that you've achieved, but also the plans of what more you want to do. EWPN is an organization that is committed to helping the entire fintech industry to thrive through inclusivity. And they have been central, really, to this story and your plans and your commitment and goals for this year. Joe, can you talk us through some of that? Yes, yeah, certainly. The EWPN has the most wonderful, supportive, nurturing ethos led by the, the wonderful Martha McGendy Fisher and that comes through in everything they do. The EWPN has been so special as part of my own journey right from the outset. In fact, it was an EWPN event in June 2019 in Amsterdam uh, where I did my first speaking slot where I was super nervous about getting up on stage but recognised the importance of learning how to use my voice and I used that opportunity back then to be able to reflect on the fact that whilst the Me Too movement was about giving the mic to women and being able to sort of champion the female cause, actually it was our duty as women to, to broaden that to cover all underrepresented groups. I said that back in 2019, didn't quite envisage then what I'd be doing now, but I really valued the, the support and encouragement I've been given back then and throughout my journey with the EWPN. That then led to the opportunity for both Chris and I to appear on a panel together in Vienna. And I think Chris is going to share a little bit more about what that was and the experience behind it. Yeah, I mean, firstly, uh, EWPN was a movie for me. 
you know, someone like myself, you know, doesn't not normally go on a trip to Vienna and kind of speak on a panel in a corporate space, but a space that never really felt corporate. It was a space that generally felt love and warmth and real embrace. And as Joe said, I, you know, we, we spoke on a, on a panel when we spoke, you know, a little bit about my journey and where I've kind of come from to where I'm at now. We, we spoke on topics about allyship and the support and what, you know, what allyship really is and what it really means. And we also spoke about representation. And, you know, for me firsthand, you know, it was so important to kind of get what I wanted to say out, but really felt that within the room and felt that over the last few days, you know, when we were there and just people that were coming up with genuine support and love and just really wanting to know more. And I think that's on the, the, the start of this beautiful journey that we're on right now, you know. And it's just super exciting just to see the, the support that we've really had, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I guess to sort of tie this together, part of the, the backstory to this is how I got, first got to know Chris, which was I recruited Chris without knowing him. We created a role in the company specifically aimed at bringing somebody into the organisation from a special needs community. So I didn't know Chris, but I knew that we wanted to push the boundaries on diversity and inclusion. And already having done sort of quite progressive policies and really proud of what our achievements had been done, led by Annette Evans, who you've interviewed previously and, and who knew Chris from outside of work. That job wasn't a token job. There were real activities, real tasks that somebody was already doing. But what we did was recarved roles and responsibilities to create that role. What Chris brought to the organisation blew me away. And it wasn't sort of just the task that he was doing, it was the way in which he did it, and it was the response of everybody else in the team, without exception. The people that lent in to get to, to know him, to share their stories, and suddenly we had the opportunity to learn so much more about our colleagues that had been around for years previously, but not shared their backstories, their situations, their family circumstances. And then it grew beyond that further, where because Chris was always there and somehow he was considered a safe space, people would go to talk to him about other things before speaking to their line manager or HR to get his viewpoint on things, which was just, it was just extraordinary. And it just made me really consider lots of different things. Firstly, there were values and qualities that I hadn't realised were missing from the team that Chris brought in absolute spades. Secondly, you know, I was talking myself as a diversity champion, and yet I just was not focused on disability inclusion at all. And once I lent in and, and learned through Chris's network of friends and you know, he's incredibly well networked and respected within the disabled community and has exposed me and, and brought me into that world. I suddenly went from not knowing what I didn't know to suddenly being aware of how much I didn't know. And God, you know, if I wasn't thinking about it, then we're really not thinking about it as an industry. And then the third thing that coupled onto that was the fact that as a parent, my eldest is now 18, 
I've got many friends in my network of kids of similar age and all sorts of different life experiences and situations. And with our kids, we're teaching them to own their differences and you know be proud of who they are and everyone's an individual and if they've got additional needs then to be able to speak up and request them but as a leader and in the workplace are we equipped to be on the other end of those conversations so there's a whole bunch of things that sort of have pulled together that have sort of really drawn me and Chris together and us to sort of drive forward on a disability inclusion journey. And what a team, like, like everything that you've both said, I just love this story. You were deliberate with your hiring. You said, this is something that, you know, we want to do. You took that first step that, you know, really who else has taken this first step across the whole of the industry right now? Taking that first step, it's like you know the curve of learning. You know you're unaware of what you don't know, yeah. and then you've become really aware of what you don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and you just feel like you drop off a yeah. cliff. Yeah, yeah. And like you've gone through that, and then you know EWPN are, are constant throughout this, supporting you as an individual, supporting you as the community you've then built, supporting this journey and this partnership, and then Chris, what you've brought to the business. I, I love the fact that when you tell that story. You know, you're saying not one person has not been positively affected by this, yeah. you know? And, you know, everything that you've brought mm. to the team. And there's a word that you've both used a lot about EWPN and everything you're doing, the support, the network, how everyone's been behind this. And I think that's so, mm. so powerful. And that's what really ties it all together. You know, you, you both were on the ESG panel last year, so late 2023 Vienna for EWPN. And then that's really sort of put you on a path now mm. for driving this awareness in, in a much more impactful and across the entire ecosystem way. So there's lots that I, you know, I want to talk about with that because some of the things that I want to ask is you know, questions to the audience. Like, has any of us heard of other stories like this? Like, definitely get in touch. But I think, you know, today's conversation is about that awareness and disability awareness because you're so right Joe how many of us out there are saying oh you know I want to be more of an inclusion champion but we haven't even thought for a second about disability yeah. or if we have we're not sure what to do about it and I think this is where this conversation is so powerful so I want to hear a bit more from you Joe around actions pledges setting up workplaces to be more inclusive what are your your thoughts there yeah so I think sort of coming back to the the support of the EWPN and what that's galvanised us to do is that I was privileged to win an award at the event in Vienna and that drew a real focus. I mean, at the awards, the EWPN, they historically have had two awards, Payments Leader of the Year and you know well the other one, the Positive <laughs> Troublemaker because I know you won that. My uh, favourite award. <laughs> yeah, I love that. The previous year. They've also introduced a new Sustainable Business Champion Award which is super important and, and keen to profile. But because there's so few awards, then they're special, they mean something. And when I received the award and I explained what we were looking to do on disability inclusion, everybody in that room got behind us Absolutely. and said, tell us what we can do and we will get behind you. And it was that moment and that week in mm. Vienna that neither of us will ever mm. forget because that was the moment Powerful. that has really encouraged the both of us mm. to join forces to really 
drive something concrete. So mm. rather than just talking about, hey, we should do more, actually constructing a focused campaign to bring awareness, education, and encourage more disability inclusion, which is not just about from an employee perspective, but also the accessibility of our products and services and communications. And, you know, fundamentally, if you don't have the people inside your organisation who can help point out where you're, you're missing a trick, you know, you could well be missing out on 20% of the population who experience some form of disability. So what we're doing, we're in planning mode for a campaign at the moment, and I already know from the conversations that I've had, this is going to be something very special. But the, the particular shout out for today, and, and thank you for giving us this opportunity, is I'm super grateful that we've already secured two brand new disability inclusion focused awards one of which is for the pay 360 awards and one of which is the fintech london awards and if you've got show notes or maybe on the linkedin post we can provide links to both of those those new award categories have been put in place specifically for us and they've been done because although that there are other diversity inclusion awards or ESG awards or, or whatever, we wanted to create a real focus on disability inclusion. We want to be able to find, because I'm sure mm. we are not alone, there are sort of beautiful experiences happening already today across our space and we would love to be able to connect with, find those uh, case studies be able to show the other examples of where there's been uh, you know wider benefits and, and joy brought uh, through disability inclusion specifically and if we can showcase them through uh, these awards or otherwise join us in case studies that in written form or in panels we're creating those opportunities and we want to be able to showcase what what the many experiences of what good can look like yeah this is definitely like a call for evidence and it may not be that you want to do a full award application but definitely get in touch to share the little steps the in the middle steps the big steps every single step and chris i wanted to hear your thoughts a bit more around champion inclusion and just getting all the benefits from it the benefits of true belonging true inclusion and that that community spirit that you speak about you know, firstly, I want to say sitting on the table means everything. You know, I, I firsthand never thought, you know, two years ago that I would be hit, sitting here today speaking with you both. The opportunity just knowing that, that to be accepted and to be valued, but more importantly, to be seen, is something that I've never really experienced in my life. There was a moment I can remember what nearly what you know, my support workers here now, there was a moment that when I first started Thread, that there was a conversation between my line manager and, and Marnie. And when they went, wanted to speak, I simply w went to, to walk away. And it was like, Chris, where are you going? I said, well, you're going to be speaking about me. And he's like, no, this is conversation about you and we want to bring you in and that first hand is something that I've never really experienced before just to be accepted to be seen and to be valued you know I don't allow my my disability to define me 
But in reality, it kind of has, because it's brought me here today to kind of champion more inclusion, to champion, to see others in this space. You know, we look at the percentages of people with physical disabilities that are unemployed right now. I want them to feel the same thing that I feel every day when I wake up in the morning and going to work. It's an incredible feeling. And I just want to see that opportunity for everybody else. Mm. That's what's so important to me. Mm, yeah, and, and thank you for sharing that. It's so, so heartfelt and no wonder so many people within the business go to Chris, right? You can just feel that straight away as, as you're talking. And I really want to hammer home the point, this is definitely a call for evidence because you two and the amazing work that you're doing, you cannot be alone. I'm sure there are more people out there across financial services and technology space who are doing some great things and we'd, we'd love to hear from you um, and of course encourage you to apply to these awards that you're doing now Joe. Yeah no exactly because you know we've secured these new award categories on the you know on the goodwill from the event organizers. What we need to prove over the next few months is that there's sort of sufficient interest in this that actually they want to do that again next year off their own back of the interest captured. So, you know, that's really important. We know that there are uh, other great stories out there and we're just sort of teasing them out of the woodwork. But, you know, fundamentally going back to uh, Chris's earlier point, as I mentioned earlier, you know, Chris has become increasingly a real champion of the wider disabled community and there's something really special here in Chris and I being able to hold hands and together form a bridge between our industry and the disabled community and across that bridge you know we can create all sorts of traffic and interactions mm -hmm. and I know it's going to happen. It's, it's a really, really exciting year ahead. Yeah. It's super exciting because, again, I, I completely agree. I know it's going to happen because the journey that you are on, number one, we're calling for evidence. We want to showcase some amazing stories where this has worked. People are not just saying they want to be more inclusive of the disabled community, but actually are being so. And by showing other companies and other individuals how to do that, it becomes a living, breathing thing that just grows. Mm. So I love that you are focusing on action rather than just talk, which of course brings me back to walking the talk, which yeah. is what the podcast is all about. So my final question to the both of you is something I always ask in these podcasts because I'm constantly trying to drive that point that you've both so eloquently made around let's do something rather than just talk about it. What would you like to see from the audience to drive better inclusion within their workplaces today? So... I think the, the first step for, for me is to build some of your own awareness and understanding. There is, and, and we cannot leave disability inclusion to the bottom of the diversity inclusion to-do list. You know, nearly every organization is addressing diversity and inclusion in an order, and it's the same order. And it's always gender first, then ethnicity, then LGBTQ. They're all, you know, worthy and important things, of course, in their own right. But we've got sort of major journeys to go through. We're just sort of scratching the surface on, on some of those. So if we 
are all parking disability inclusion till after we've addressed some of them, then that's just not acceptable, particularly when we say it's 20% of the population, it's 20% of your customer base potentially, and you know, everyone A deserves better, but also, you know, there are many extraordinary people within this disabled community who've got incredible, they've got all of the core characteristics of what we need in business to succeed. And somehow we haven't yet connected the dots mm. of the grit that Angela Duckworth talks about, the, the resilience, the ability to adapt. You know, there's, there's people with disabilities who have had to adapt just to be able to yeah. do the things that many of us take for granted. Mm. So, you know, they've got these core capabilities in spades, mm. just wishing to be noticed, to be able to come and join us. Mm. Absolutely. Just to go off the back what Joe said, and I always say it, disability does not discriminate. It affects every race, religion, sex and age. But having these conversations are so, so important, especially in the signs and times that we're living in today. So for me firsthand, I'm saying thank you. And, but more importantly, it's time to stand up. It's time to stand up and really make a difference. We need your voices. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Chris. And thank you, Joe. It's been brilliant having you both in here recording this podcast. Thank you to everyone listening for joining us today on the EWPN special of FinTech's DEI discussions. Let's listen, let's learn, let's walk the talk.